Welcome to the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. This is Constance, and today we're talking about the goddess Caridwen. She's an exciting goddess to talk about because she is the goddess of witchcraft, of magic. She's the goddess of divination, inspiration, the underworld, and she is a Welsh and Celtic goddess. I just try to combine it all together there. She is known as the Lady of Inspiration, the Lady of the Cauldron, the Lady of the Lake, Ruler of the Bards, and the Sow Mother. Her husband was Teged Fau, the God of Sorcerers. He fathered two children with her. They were the twins, her gorgeous daughter, Kerwe, and the son, Morfren. Kerwe of Light and Morfren. Morfren the god of utter darkness. Morfren was repulsive, ugly. I mean, his name means sea crow, if that tells you anything right there. Curtin was so concerned about her son being accepted, especially to the noblemen of the area. So she was greatly concerned about her son fitting in more than she was concerned about him accepting his own self, but how the outer world accepted him. He had no beauty. He would need something else, perhaps the gift of a great orator to be or a prophet. So she got to work on a spell to change him so he could receive love and acceptance from the outside world. She felt no nobleman would want to befriend her son through the labor of man and of herbs from the earth. She'd create a spell from which three drops would give the gift of oration and prophecy, and the rest would become poison. She had to gather certain herbs on certain days and add them to the pot that she was stirring for an entire year and a day. The fire had to remain lit. She had the help of a blind man and a young man to help her, stirring the pot and adding wood to the fire. Guion Bach was the name of the young man who was helping her. When a day and a year had come to pass, Caridwen placed her son in front of the fire to receive the three drops that would make him brilliant. About to, as he was about to receive them, she fell asleep, and that's when it's believed that Guion Bach pushed her son out of the way and took the drops for himself. There's also stories of how he was stirring the pot and the drops fell on him by accident. Either way, he was enlightened that he must run now. And that is when Caridwen caught him and started to chase him. And during this chase, she is angry that not only was her son robbed of being born with the gifts of beauty and of being a great orator, being a prophet, but now he is also being robbed of it as well as if it is meant to happen the way it is. Thus began her chase. Not only was Guion gifted beauty and knowledge, but the same power that Caridwen had to transform. So Guion transformed into a hare in hopes to be fast enough to outrun Caridwen. To this, she responded by becoming a greyhound in hot pursuit of him, trying to outwit her and take her gifts. He became a salmon, and she an otter going after him. Thinking that he was outsmarting her, he became a small bird, and she, in response, became a hawk, ready to hunt him down and prey upon him. Guion came upon wheat, and he thought he was smart, that he would be like a needle in a, in a haystack. But she was smarter. She ate all of the grain as a chicken, but she did not perceive what would happen next. The unknown was occurring. 
something that she didn't perceive that could happen, that could create and birth what she desired into this world. Guion was not dead within her. He became a child that would be born through her. The child that she had wanted, that orator, that poet that she wanted to have in the world through her son. And she waited to murder him, but she couldn't. She couldn't murder the beautiful child that she had created. She decided to, like Moses, put him in a basket and allow him to be raised by someone else. So not only was she the mother of a child that would become what she had wanted to create through her firstborn, but she allowed someone else to raise him. So the story teaches us that we need to be open to how whatever we desire can be born into this world, whether it is us raising it and seeing it through it being created or having some help along the way, or whether it is not through one way that we perceive it can happen, but a second way that it can happen. As we see her having the firstborn son that she's hoping to transform into someone else, but instead she has another child. She doesn't perceive this as being the way. We need to open ourselves in our world to that happening. Another thing we see here is cycles. The cycle of the food chain of seeing the producer being consumed, or we also see the prey being consumed also. And then you also see that energy of the animals are eating things that energize them. We need to make sure that we are consuming foods that energize us. Also, what are you consuming mentally? What are you consuming emotionally? How do the people around you make you feel? Make sure that anything that is in your life is making you feel energized. We also see the seasons being portrayed here. The seasons on the wheel of the year. The hair represents winter. Be grounded is what it's reminding us of. The season of the otter is spring, which reminds us to go with the flow. The season of the hawk is summer, reminds us to be connected to spirit, to our higher self. The season of grain is fall, the harvest, to care for the body. I know we're thinking harvest is when we get to enjoy the fruits. Yes, but also what created the fruits. I want you to make sure that you are taking care of yourself as we see with the cauldron. The cauldron is always being filled with water. It is always being filled with herbs to make sure that you are also lighting the fire to make sure that you are not making, getting to whatever you desire into something that is undesirable so that when you get to the point that when the harvest is there, you're like, I don't even want it. Like it can feel like you don't even want what you're working towards when you are making it into something where it's miserable because you were taught early on that what you want isn't important is not important. So if you learn that early on, you might have a hard time allowing yourself to enjoy the journey. The journey is just important as well. You may have to take breaks, may have to rest. And it is, it is very important that you rest, that you play, that you enjoy yourself. Enjoyment is, is a part of the journey. Don't forget that. So take care of yourself as you work towards your goals. And ask yourself, what season am I in in my life? Am I in the spring, the summer, the fall, the winter? This happens in your age as you age. So we see that as being the child, the mother, the, the crone. We see that as maiden mother crone. 
We also see it as the season of life. Like right now, I have a little one. There are things that are limits right now, but things won't be limited forever. My child will grow. And when I think about that, it makes me sad. It makes me start to see that there's so much to enjoy right now. The things I will still, the things that will be memories that I will wish that I enjoyed. So to slow down, when you think about the fact that you will have what you want and that moment will pass. What can you start to enjoy now? How does that make you feel? Don't rob yourself of the moments that you are in right now because the journey is so important. Important. So look at the season that you're in. We also see the elements being shown. The otter is water. As I said, to go with the flow. Fire is the devouring of things. The digestion. We see earth with the grain and also with the... um, Brain is also air because we're showing something that is living. But we see earth with hair too. Air is the hawk or the higher self also. The hawk represents the higher self, the spirit. All roads lead to Rome. I have to say this saying because, as I said before, she doesn't see any other way than transforming her son to someone he is not and not accepting him as he is, which gives the wrong message as a mother that if you don't accept your son, then he has to change too. So others will accept him that no one will love him rather than us teaching our son to love himself the way he is and us accepting him the way he is and showing him the way to being the best version of who he is. So the son who was accepted is also her not accepting the dark the shadow. And when we don't do that, we don't make way for the light to show up the way it is meant to shine in our lives. So she reminds us to stay dedicated to the task and open ourselves to the many ways that we are blessed, the many ways that we we will be blessed by whatever we desire coming into our life. And a reminder of the witch way of things, which is that to be blessed with it, with, with what we desire or better. So if you're not blessed with what you desire, then know that something better, something that is even more worthy of you, maybe the other thing isn't worthy of you, and now something new that is, is coming your way to trust the universe with the blessing that is coming, whether it comes the way you perceive or something new, something better, to open ourselves to transformation, possibly in new pursuits to create your desired outcome. I want to also point out that she is transforming throughout the story. You may have to become someone new. You may have to transform your thoughts, to transform your emotions, to be willing to see that your mind has to transform. I love that we use the idea of a pot here, the cauldron. In my last podcast, I say something about Caridwen, and that's why I had to come back to this. I was talking about how the drops that she has, those three drops, that is your mindset. That is you choosing to take the hints, taking that shadow work and doing it, taking the inspiration. If you don't run with inspiration, what happens? We find ourselves falling into fear. When we don't do what we feel in our hearts that we need to do, like today I felt like going on a walk. That was the thing that I had to do. 
and it helped me to feel energized throughout my day. It was something that made me feel empowered. When we don't choose the things that empower us, we choose our fear. We choose the poison that's left in the pot. And as we choose the poison, we choose more and more poison as the fear causes us to to go a different direction. But remember, all roads all roads lead to Rome and eventually we will find ourselves back at inspiration and we will choose that path because we know what fear does. Sometimes fear is the road we need to take so that we know that we can say hell no later and choose the right path. So why do leaves fall in autumn is an amazing story I want to tell and what can we learn from them? So Caridwen Caridwen is a perfect goddess for fall. She represents releasing ways that we are using energy in places that do not serve us and to feel out of that causes us to fall out of alignment. This is exactly what trees do when they release their leaves. The leaves aren't falling off. The trees are actually shedding them to, to protect themselves and to protect their energy. Be like a tree. Be mindful of what you give your energy to. Look at how you nourish yourself, mind, body, and soul. Not only do the leaves fall off, but the tree also has insulation within itself that is using the energy and cells that it is using energy for that insulation. How can you start to insulate yourself more? How can you start to seek the inspiration within yourself? How can you be that energy? That energy? How can you stop looking towards other things to make you feel good about yourself? How are all those things within yourself and how can you start to explore that? Be like a tree. Be mindful of what you give your energy to and look at how you nourish yourself, mind, body, and soul. So what will help you to thrive? What do you need to release that is keeping you small? Sometimes the inner child self-sabotages through relationships. If you won't destroy yourself, you'll look for something else to destroy you. You'll outsource your destruction. You don't need to do that. You don't need to keep yourself in check for destruction. We need to start keeping ourselves in check for creation. Something I also learned recently is that things that trigger us cannot even be our own triggers. As an empath, you can pick up on other people's triggers and think they are for you to take on. The key is to know what is yours and what is not yours. I had a woman at Starbucks see me and ask if I was still with my baby daddy, ask me to take care of my baby. And my baby was sleeping. He was doing well. He was being taken care of. The thing is that she was a single mom and she was so triggered by seeing me alone with my baby and doing work in a Starbucks when it was just my little one is too young to be left with anyone at the moment and he needs me right now. So I was doing what I needed to do and it didn't bother me that I was doing it because he had everything he needed and he was loved and he was sleeping. He was comfortable, that meant. And I realized in that moment that nothing not nothing, but not everything is for me to take on. And that is for that person to, to do that shadow work. The shadow work wasn't meant for me to take on. So then I let it go. And I just went on with my day because some, not everything is meant for me to devour and to transform into something else. Sometimes the transformation is me learning, Hey, that's not yours and moving on because I don't need to give energy to anything that is not meant for me. So ways to work with her. You can create your own cauldron that you put things that you want to transform into. Ways you can do this is you put all things you want to work on and you trust your intuition and pick one. Or you can also have um, burning something is also a way of transformation. It's you letting it go and releasing it to the universe and knowing that you will work on it. 
always knowing that you have to also apply effort while you also give it to God. You can also write it down and plant it with seeds for a plant and help it grow every day by watering it and making sure it gets enough sun, all of that. We can also just plant the seeds in our intention and plant it and water it every day, thinking about what can I do today that will keep, get me further along. You can bless some water before drinking it, setting your intention. You can have herbs added to an altar that you have or create one for, for just cared when it's up to you. You can add symbols for transformation like butterflies to your cauldron or utilize them in some form in your life. Incorporate grain or so any local harvest that you can onto your altar or just decorations, somewhere to remind you. You can also, as far as butterflies go, you can see it as a symbol you can ask for the universe for so that when you see it, you know, to move forward, get creative, do it, allow yourself to be creative and start seeing as any form of destruction in your life as a sign that you are going to be propelled forward to get yourself ready to transform. Call on her for inspiration. Also, just call on Caridwin. Let her coach you. Let her show you the way. Look for those signs. Like I said, you can ask for a butterfly or anything else that represents transformation. It could be a cauldron. Start cyclical living and eating, being aware of any of the cycles or seasons that you are in. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. Make sure to like and share it and also look out for the next episode that's going to be on Loki coming up. I'm not sure when I'm going to drop that one yet, but I will be. I have a bunch between also and some more interviews coming for you and check it out on Foxhole too. So you can check it out live and you can ask your questions live on there and I will drop a link. So thanks so much. Have an amazing witchy day.